Recording from the Financial Coach offices in Westchester, PA, this is Untucked, a podcast hosted by three financial advisors discussing markets, investing, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm Megan Tate, and I'll be joined by Mike Trainer and Jeff Mastronardo. Let's get started. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Hey everyone, welcome to Untucked. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing Apple and their recently released earnings report, Kinder, a retirement-focused software platform, LeBron James as an AAU dad, and the sports news subscription offering, The Athletic. Let's get started. The first topic we're going to talk about today um, is Apple and their recently released, I guess it's an earnings report. Um, I found this topic um, on Robinhood Snacks, which is a listserv that I subscribe to. Does that cost you money? No, it's free. Cool. Yeah. Um, I subscribe to another one. It's called Need to Know, and it gives you like news headlines for the day, and then it links the articles themselves. So if you want to read more, you can. But otherwise, it's just a blurb about things that are happening. So you got Need to Know, you got Robinhood Snacks, and Twitter. I'm so up to date on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like use like Yahoo News and I get zero productive content whatsoever. You're using Yahoo News. Um, Okay, so one of the points I guess that Robinhood wanted to bring up was um, Apple no longer being an iPhone company. So I guess Apple had released, um, is it their earnings? Is that what it's considered? Yeah. Um, And they indicated that iPhone sales had fallen 12%. Right. Um, but then everything else, their wearables specifically, so AirPods, the iWatch, are helping drive revenues because they've increased by 17%. So Correct. in turn, this led to Apple stock being up 4% as yeah, of this, this is, to me, just a case of we need something to write about. I mean, remember, iPhone still is like, billion in revenue for the quarter, whereas the wearables are like six or seven, I think. So like the the difference between the actual like money involved is enormous. But the story is, wow, iPhone is now less than half of their revenue. So they must be like killing it with their their watches and their AirPods and all that, which, yeah, they're growing a lot. But, you know, this is still iPhone is still driving the bus, like for sure. But were they making the point that the iPhone is becoming less popular and their sales are down? No, the, the iPhone sales are down a lot. I mean, quarter to quarter. It's just, you, you know how it is. I mean, they, they still, um, Christmas time that quarter, they, they're, they're through the roof off the charts. And, of course, every time they come out with a, uh, a new version, everybody's lined up to buy them. So, it's, you know, it's a sleepy time where there's, it's, you know. You've had the same iPhone version out for however long, and so it is what it is. I'm curious about about that, about how m- many iPhones are being sold annually, because they come out with a new one literally every August and September, right? I mean, a new iPhone is released they, every year. Uh, 
I don't know if it's every year, but it's at least every other. Uh, they sell, I think, I'm just guessing, like 200 million or something, or, you know, 100, 200 million iPhones every year. No one, like, oh we just can't hold on to our phones for longer than a year anymore. Like, we're at cars, car leases are three years, and then we're like, we're done with our car. Like, iPhones are one year, we're done with them. What was it going to be like, you know, two years and you're done with your spouse, you move on? Is yeah, that the next thing? You remember, like, I was just, a buddy of mine this weekend was telling me a story about his daughter dropped her iPhone and uh, lost it and somebody stole it. And so, you know, two days later, they had to buy another one. Dude, they're $1,000 yeah. now. Yeah. I've had my iPhone for, like, four years. Isn't yours, like, becoming <laughs> obsolete? Like, yeah, mine's a six. Mine's a six. Yeah. Mine's a six S. So, apparently, the new operating system that's going to come out in September is the six will become obsolete. The 6S, it will still work. Like for. like it won't, oh, okay, so yours will work. Mine will, mine okay. will work, yeah. What, how long do you think you're gonna ride that sucker till? I mean, until it stops working. I'm not dropping $1,000. It does everything yours does, except takes way, the pictures aren't as good. Correct. I'm more just con, like curious about you, like is this your MO where you just will just use things until they like literally break down? Because of my car. I'm referring to your car specifically. <laughs> um, use expensive things until they stop working. Yeah, I mean, it's, sure. that's, you're a unique millennial, right? I don't know if that makes me a unique millennial. I just rather spend my money on other things. My right. phone works, serves its purpose. I mean, I'm looking forward to Apple. I mean, first of all, they're killing it. Like everything they come out, they bought Beats, they bought Dre's Beats. I mean... That's part of the wearables. That's yep. part of what they were talking about. I mean, I'm an, about. I'm, a, I'm an owner. I bought, I bought the new ones. They're super dope. There's no strings attached. I mean, it's awesome. And they just continue to improve. Where I'm, where I'm a little disappointed is like the iPhone's the iPhone. Like you just said. I mean, I have the XS. You have the 6S. So I think I'm like four generations past you. It's the same phone. Like they're really, I mean, yeah, it takes great pictures, but that's it. I saw a video. I forget where, where it was. Uh, where I found it online about like where phones were going and it was like the whole screen was the phone they were super thin like super super thin they were magnetic so you can like click two iPads together and the entire screen the entire image takes up the two screens and then you can click four of them together because they all magnetize they're all holographic like video games became holographic I mean it was unreal like when are we when is Apple going to get there because all they do, keep doing is coming out with an iPhone. It looks exactly the same as the previous generation. But that, but the story of Apple is all brand. I mean, people pay up for that brand, right? Even a thousand bucks, and they they make forty percent margins on it. It's it's incredible. Whereas you know that there's other phones that are a fraction of the cost that that do all the same things, but they're not selling. Is they're it is anyone competing with them? Like, does the Android like Samsung has a? Are they even close? Do you guys know? I, I don't know, like by from a numbers standpoint, but I base it on like the text messages I get that are green versus blue, <laughs> and the vast majority of them are are blue. So blue means they're blue on means your, it's an iPhone phone. user versus green is anybody else. Um, I read that article that you had sent about this, and it said something like, for the quarter, their wearable sales were over like five billion. Mm -hmm. So you average that out for a year, it's over twenty billion, and a top two a Fortune two hundred company yeah. was like fifteen billion. Yeah. Like just the wearables department of Apple is a top two hundred company. I mean, they're just killing it, man. 
Do they? I wonder how much of that is the watch because the watch is expensive. Mm -hmm. But um, AirPods are 150 bucks, right? Yeah. I don't know what the Beats are. What are they? 300. <sighs> I paid 265. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just curious about like the breakdown of that because, I mean, our family we have a watch, we have three AirPods I think in our family, and five iPhones. Yeah. I mean, no iPads. Oh, yeah, and uh, three iPads. Yeah. Don't you have a Mac <laughs> and computer? A Mac. Two Macs. <laughs> yeah, we keep going. There's a lot of Apple. Yeah. You're an Apple household. Yeah, we're the same, we're the same way. Tons of, uh, tons of iPads, tons of iPad minis, iPhones, AirPods, Beats. I mean, we got, yeah, we got it all. Do you subscribe to any of their services? Because that was mentioned in here, too. Like, you guys are Spotify users, right? Yeah, so, so I have no don't... Apple Music in my life, yeah. um, not Apple TV. And I'm not sure what else there is, but no. it says Apple News, which I'm not sure what. That we have an is. Apple TV, but it, there's no subscription. You just buy the. You bought it once. You, yeah, bought the, bought the box, and that's it. Yeah, no, you can keep Apple Music. Spotify kills it. So yeah, I don't have any of the Apple services either. Okay, moving on. So the next article that we read was featured in Forbes. It was written by Ashley Ebeling, um, and she. Was it an interview? I don't think so. I think she was just profiling <laughs> she, the company. The company, um, Kinder. It's a software platform built for retirees. So with many robo-platforms aimed at accumulators, uh, Kinder targets those preparing for and living in retirement. The service includes managing your investments, social security claiming strategies, income planning rec recommendations, and even selling annuities. So this is um, a lot different, I think, than most of the software we see for financial planning, the robo-solutions, because of how much more it claims to offer. Well, my, I read this and I thought the, the author kind of made it sound like, wow, this is the only firm or person in the world doing this, which is just not true. Um, it essentially kind of like, like you said, Megan, attempts to replicate what traditional human plan retirement planners do on a yeah. regular basis except like one-tenth of what they do y yeah yeah i mean exactly. it's one-tenth of what a true comprehensive financial planner does right but is there software out there that does all of this and no. maybe they're right no this is it right is there a software platform that includes social security recommendations that talks about how to take in income and what accounts to take it from. I mean, does that exist? I don't believe so. Okay. But I also am skeptical that there can be a straight up technology platform that replaces all of the moving parts sure. that go on, which require um, much, much more of a qualitative input than, than just plugging in numbers and getting something spit out. At sure. You. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of my beef with where our industry is going. I mean, everybody is driving to get like the cheapest service, right? Robo-advisors, Vanguard has it, Schwab has it. This lady's producing something that's, I mean, it's just, I want to get the people that don't want to pay what traditional real financial planners charge, a point. They want to get away from that, right? And they just want to find people that don't want to pay it. And that's super easy, right? You just, you develop something that, Someone says, well, I don't want to pay. I got a million bucks. I don't want to pay $10,000 a year at one point to a, a real financial planner. I'll pay 50 basis points, half the cost. Look at me. I'm a genius. I saved five grand a year. 
I just think you get what you pay for. And I think I'm so over our industry just just absolutely minimizing what we do and thinking it's like we're overcharging people. I'm over, like, I'm so tired of it. Like we make real differences in people's lives. We help them make really good financial decisions that dictate their success for the rest of their lives and transferring their wealth to their to their heirs. And it's not cheap to, to, to provide that service. Not Get over it, people. Well, not only that, and like I was saying earlier, so many um, answers are not black and white. They're gray. And they're gray because there's some emotional component or some psychological aspect to the decision that maybe on paper isn't what they should do in, the, in a vacuum. But, they, but it's the right thing for them um, psychologically. That, that's, what, that's, I think, the nuance that you can't, you can't replicate in a, in a technology platform. The other thing here, uh, the article mentions United Income as a competitive, um, another competitor, one that's been around longer. Well, I just looked it up, and they're now part of Capital One. Capital One just bought them. So that's the other thing that's going to happen is all the, these financial institutions, I'll call them, will acquire these technology platforms and screw them up. <laughs> Yeah, she's going to get bought out, yeah. right, by Tinder or what? No, she's Kinder. <laughs> Tinder's going to buy Kinder? <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, um, yeah and, and I don't mean to – I'm not trying to put this lady down. I mean, she's – Sure. It looks like she's kind of, – I mean, I think there's like three people in the company. But I, I appreciate it. You know, you're trying to find a solution for a certain niche. That That's cool. I'm, I just – I I kind of go the other way with it, and I think you know this. The world has to look. If somebody can provide what we do for cheaper, good on you. I mean that that's great. Um, but when you talk about managing investments, which we know, I mean if you do it right, it's not it's not super hard to do that. There's a behavior component of it. Um, you can either discount that or not. But managing money, helping people make um, decisions for. Um, drawing income, social security, estate planning, insurance planning. When do I give to my kids? How do I give to my like? There's so like we can go on and on and on. And why 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 does everyone want to make it cheaper and cheaper? Because I think fintech as a category has attracted so much venture money and financing from everybody in the world because it's there's there's such a huge market for it. And so you know the application of technology to our business is. Is a big opportunity, but I mean, I think to your point, Jeff, it's a corny saying, but I'll say it: a financial plans are not written in stone; they're written in sand. So to think there's like a finality to some output right. is just a wrong approach, in my opinion. Yeah, isn't it like the clients who? I mean, the people who don't see value in what we do and they become do-it-yourselfers. I mean, not everybody is going to subscribe to the way we do it. And, that's totally cool with me. Right. And that's okay. So I guess in my mind, I agree with everything you said, but if there are opportunities, if there's technology that can improve their chances when they do it on their own, I mean, isn't that ultimately better for the consumer? That's, it's, yes. that's absolutely, I'm with you hundred percent. So the, it doesn't have to be the way we do it, nope. but these people weren't going to be our clients anyway. Like the people who are going to see value in this are not going to see value in what we do for for the reasons you described price right maybe they'll, they'll see value but they don't want to pay for it i should say yeah I, I don't i don't want to be a part of a company where you have 300 people that subscribe to your service that never see you and don't want to see you i mean we're in a relationship business the reason i got in this business because i like sitting across the table or next to somebody 
and helping them plan. And people that say, look, I don't know how to do this. I trust you. I, we've built up trust. And I, and I believe that you're going to help me make good decisions. And I'm willing to pay you for that because you should be compensated for it. And the majority of our clients don't resent what they pay us. Right. They appreciate it. And they would pay more. So I'm, at, and I'm, so I'm with you. It's like, I just want to work with those people. Right. Um, and I think those people will have better outcomes than the do-it-yourselfer. I think, like I agree with you, the do-it-yourselfer will have better outcomes using sophisticated software that can help them make better decisions. But in the end, they're doing it by themselves sure. and you're just opening the door up for, for mistakes. And then the last thing on that, to her credit or this company's credit, they are using really low-cost uh, funds and, and trying to be you know, tax-sensitive and cost-effective and, and as efficient as possible. So all that's good. All that's better than other alternatives that are out there. But in, do we have good? Do we have beef with the annuity piece? I was just going there. <laughs> like, there's something else behind this. She sells annuities, which is fine. We use annuities. Annuities have a place in 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 someone's plan. But she went to American Equity, and they designed like a specific annuity for her. There's something going on. And my guess is the 50 basis points isn't enough to cover all the marketing and the technology right. costs that, that, it, that it takes to run this. But why couldn't you use any other annuity <laughs> that's already out there? She literally like went to like a, like a dozen or 15 companies that, and to see if they'd be willing to help her build an annuity and settled on American equity. And it's an income annuity, so you know that there's a rider charge to that. There's something. I, I want to know what's going on with that. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting and something we've talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hate to sound so negative about her because I think she's created something. It, it looks super cool. People will, will subscribe to it, no doubt. And I hope she's successful because uh, it looks like she's kind of doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like her website, their office doesn't look like traditional – stupid Wall Street. You know what I mean? Do you think that as financial planning becomes more accessible for the younger generations, the people who are maybe more inclined to use technology, that this has legs down the road more so than it does for, say, like the baby boomers now? Yeah, 100%. Yes, yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they will definitely want to subscribe to it because it's more digital and electronic. I'm curious about as that generation gets older and the decisions become bigger and there's more money involved, are they going to just rely on like the Google or are they going to want the Google? The so Google. old, right? So old man. Um, or are they going to want to sit down with an actual human being and make those big decisions? Well, what I find interesting is our offering the New Wealth Project, right? It's a subscription-based service. So... They have to write a check or they have their, you know, bank account. What's a check, Meg? They have their bank account debited, um, which is very different from the way that we're paid from the clients whose money we manage, right? Because the, the fees come right out of the assets that we manage. We had a conversation with another advisor and we talked about the difference in really articulating your value because of the fee being front of mind. And... I think that's going to be something down the road that our subscription-based service is going to require more of from us, which is fine. I mean, I think articulating our value is super important, but this type of technology just doesn't require it. So it's 
it's it does the, does the fee go like unaddressed almost or unassumed in a way because it's not uh, being directly debited from your bank account each month for, for kinder yeah 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 i think it's it's definitely a a, a bigger challenge if someone has to write a check yeah because they want to see what what did i just get for that check mm-hmm. and that's where that's the gray area in our business it's like some of the stuff that we do they don't see it so and we're not like sending them an email. Hey, just want to let you know we did this. We thought about you and did this analysis today, right. which just gets done. Um, but I think where it kind of hits home with with some people will be when they unsubscribe, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, twelve months went by. We didn't like have any big decisions to make. I can't believe we paid them a thousand dollars this year for that. Let's cancel it. And then you know, literally like two months later, there's going to be a financial decision. And they're going to be like, oh, what do we do? Figure it out yourself, man. You don't want to drop a thousand dollars for good advice, then figure go, it out. Go to the Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to LeBron. I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, hot. I'm hot. Okay, so LeBron James was at his son, LeBron James Jr., also known as Bronny's um, AAU tournament, <laughs> like a week ago, and Bronny dunked. Did you guys see the play? Yes, where they literally so, like all I, like split the seas like Moses, and he just yeah. Ran so I was dunk. curious about what the like what the game situation was because the defense was horrible. But like aside, um, LeBron's courtside reaction was talked about everywhere, and I think first of all, you I love LeBron. So full yeah. disclosure. <laughs> also, this speaks to the dead zone in sports that we're in. The fact that this became. True the viral like talking point that it did. So um so so yeah. the the rea- you, there's only two reactions, there's nothing in the middle. You right. either hate it or you love it. You know, you love it cuz oh look at the involved dad and also look at the um the exposure he's bringing to the AAU thinks it's a recruiting thing anyway and and that's that's why he's doing it and good for him. Or it's what an insufferable douche, right? And 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 so I come out on the ladder, you know, just, just, uh, <laughs> I knew he for, was going there for the record. Cause, cause really just it, you know, it's just the ego and all about me and look at me and, and, and by the way, get the hell off the court, dude. He, he, he's running in layup drills with the kids and, and dunking. Really? Dude, I'm with you. 100%. Get the hell off the freaking court. Why are you on the court during the layup? Hold on. Let me say my piece, Meg. Get off the court. No one, like, we all know you can dunk, LeBron. Why are you doing it at a 15-year-old's basketball game? Why are you flexing on the court after your son dunked? Why are you running out when the other kid alley-oops another kid and your shoe falls off in the middle of play? Dude, if anyone else did this, They'd be like, they'd kick them out of the out of the building. I appreciate that he's a supportive dad. That's awesome. I super appreciate that he's bringing um, attention to these kids and he's texting with them and he's he's and he's tweeting stuff out. That's awesome. Just leave it at that. And then when you get in the stands, just cheer. You don't have to be obnoxious about it. Mic drop. Well said. <laughs> so he's LeBron. I think that for these kids, having the greatest player of all time to them. No, to them, yeah. I mean, he's mine. He's mine, but he's also theirs. Participate in that 
is really cool. <laughs> I just agree. Don't, why do you have to be obnoxious? It's obnoxious. Flexing on the court. How do you think the kids on the other team felt? Okay. They're all experiencing LeBron. Like, they are seeing... It's not Bron's experience. But they, it, he gets to be a part of it, and they get to be a part of his. If it like was how, you, oh, God, get off the court. Right, of course. If it was you, absolutely. Like, yeah. don't flex. Don't lose your shoe. You're not LeBron James. I, 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 had, I took issue with him getting on the court in the middle of a game. I really didn't take a whole lot of issue with anything else. It's just let the kids play the game. So, You're there. They're getting a, this great LeBron experience. Let them play their game. Uh. That happens more than you would believe it does by normal ass dads. Oh, I, I have the are, same beef with them. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it happens. It's going to happen. It's like LeBron doing it is is that different than Joe Schmo doing it? Because people people put it on Twitter. Well, then now we're getting into the to the Barkley. I'm not a role model, or or are you a role model? Like LeBron, yes, you're a role model, whether you like it or not. That's what you get paid for. Now you're teaching these kids to those antics. That's what you're doing. They, that they're going to grow up and, and emulate that and run on the court and flex and do all the bullshit that he's doing. Or you're teaching them to show up for their kids and to support their kids and to be we cheering for their kids. We all do that. Like that that part of the article, I like. Shut up. We're all great dads. Like, give me a freaking. No, break. everyone isn't a great dad. No, but there's a there's a lot of really great dads out there. And I, and so like good on no them. no no one's asking me like I'm not asking anybody to give me a freaking medal because I go to every one of my kids' games like. No one's writing an article. Now I know I'm not LeBron James. Right. But that's like, why. I, but so, so what? He's a good dad. He should be a freaking good dad. Take a note from Chris Rock. I take care <laughs> of my kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. Come on, dude. Like, I'm over it. Like, and and I'm with you, Mike. Like, then, like, the kid alley-oops the other kid, and then they're staring at the ball. Like, I hate that kind of play. And I, maybe that's just part of the game today. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I don't mind, like. T.O. scores a touchdown and he has a celebration because that's him. These kids, like when, when you start slitting throats and 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 standing over somebody, now you're like instigating a fight. You know, you take some popcorn out, you sign a ball. Like that's, to me, there's there's a difference. Totally agree. What about the AI step over? That was AI. That's <laughs> freaking awesome. See, see that we can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean the AI step over. It's the was, greatest. It's like, the greatest. And it's I don't know. Well, that was a David and Goliath moment. Like the Lakers were just we had no business being there. First of all, it's the I only can't game believe in, you're justifying this. <laughs> it's the only you game. Just in went the on this rant. Tyron Lewis, a little run. No one cared about him anyway. Six degrees of separation from LeBron though. <laughs> Tyron Lou, coach LeBron to his championship in Cleveland. All right. Well, we can agree to disagree. I my guess. first reaction when I saw it was negative. Same. Um, yeah. Same. I think it, I think it could be toned down. Yeah, I just think there's a the element of class is non-existent in basketball, more so than any sport, in my opinion. And that's just I think that's an example of it. So if you had to rank the four major sports as far as classlessness, what order would you put? I know you know it's going to be totally fine for Mike. But classlessness in, in sports, the four majors, how do they go? Uh, basketball, basketball football, baseball, and hockey. <laughs> hockey, mean, when, they, when, when they literally take sticks and swing them at each other's heads and hit each other. That, they don't do that. That's happened. That's happened very rarely. It used to be that way. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about hockey back in like the 80s. Yeah. 
It was, it was, it was mayhem. <laughs> there were bar fights, basically. <laughs> right, right. But that's a little different than the taunting and the, the throat slitting and the stuff that, you know, you're talking about. That's, um, that's different. I, I, I don't really disagree with the – I don't disagree necessarily. But do we think there's an element of, like, secrecy to the shit talking that hockey players can do because they wear masks and helmets? Like, you don't see – the same type of like jawing that you do on a court because sure. you can't read their lips. I mean, you know they're talking shit. You oh, know uh, they're it's, it's, just because it's, it's not animated. It's usually classic lines that are being <laughs> thrown out there. Okay. And they're in so much gear, like they can't. They're physically like limited to the amount of. But a taunting. lot of body language and gesturing is is sort of that's different. That's a, that's common in in basketball and. Football less so because you get penalized for it, you know. But yeah. but uh, it's that. What I appreciate about appreciate about hockey is when the shit talking happens, they just drop gloves and beat the crap out of each other, which is and it's completely legal in the right because it's allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people think if it, if that wasn't allowed, it would be a whole different sport to the worse because you'd have stick work. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, people are getting hurt. So, so is this going to be the deal with LeBron? Like every week, we're going to have to see a freaking video of like no, and him, I think hold on, wait, him like making a birthday cake for his son, and like. Well, okay, so I think he's such a great dad. There are plenty of pictures, other Twitter videos where he's sitting on the sidelines cheering on like a normal human. Like this is a very like polarizing incident. It's not the only one, but it's it's happening right now. Interesting that you called it an incident. <laughs> Has like negative connotation to it. Well, you guys are being super negative about it. Um, but I think, and this kind of leads into the second article. So the athletic, or not second, the next article. Um, the athletic sports subscription site now has 500,000 subscribers. And I just thought it was interesting because of the way that we're all absorbing information now. It's changed dramatically sports information in particular. So here's this video of LeBron that gets put on Twitter somewhere that goes absolutely viral that SB Nation, Bleacher, SportsCenter, all of these other outlets pick up to then blast out to the people who follow them. Um, and then The Athletic is just, it's a subscription. It's a completely you know digital-based sports, I don't know, like news service, I guess. I'm not a subscriber. Yeah, I am. So it's... Um, high quality content so they've attracted the best sports writers around the country in their respective um, areas of expertise it's 60 bucks a year or something like that um, ad free and it's been a huge success huge mm -hmm. and the re and, and this to me relates back to what we were talking about with um, uh, kin uh, kinder right which is if there's something of value you will happily pay for it I happily pay for it because I get really good quality, deep content in the in the sports that I care about or the topics that I care about reading about. It's not Yahoo Sports or any of that surface crap that's worthless. Um, and it's great because you get every single day there's something of, of value for me to read. Or so consume. you're a hockey guy. Yeah. Are you using it from specifically for a hockey st standpoint? Primarily, but also football and other uh, now, sports. Um, so I'm just not familiar with the athletic. Are you able to like what what are they doing for your hockey news that you can't by like googling it or 
There'll be, for example, there'll, there'll be a great article written by a very good writer, very knowledgeable. That's that's usually pretty long too, and it gets way in depth about a particular thing, whether it be like analyzing the draft or profiling a player and their struggles or something. I mean, it's it's good okay. stuff. Um, and actually, I've given subscriptions as gifts more okay. than once, and it's been like really well received. So um, this is a. I don't pay for other than like Netflix and, and TV stuff. I don't pay for anything else by subscription like this, but I'm happy to do this. So I'm, if we all subscribed, no one would even care about this LeBron thing because no one would know about this LeBron thing because it wouldn't be on the athletic. It, I, I actually searched for it. And it wasn't there. It wasn't there at all. No one even talked about it. By the way, I do, taking a step back, I do appreciate LeBron for the type of athlete he is. I mean, the guy came from nothing. He is arguably the best basketball player in the world ever. He's never in trouble. He's got one, one, one wife, one with wife, three kids, with, with I mean, the like, same wife. Like, mm-hmm. I w- instead of the article saying LeBron James is a father every kid would be lucky to have, it should be like how like it's the athlete that the world should have. Like every athlete should be like him. So anyway, sorry. I wanted to, I wanted to make that clear for all the. People that think I'm a LeBron <laughs> hater out there. I think good the athletic point, is, it, it looks like a super cool service. Like I, I, I struggle with news, like finding the right outlet for everything. Now you say you use Twitter for it. I just don't know how to use Twitter very well. So if there's a, a sports curator of news, this is I'm it. in. This I'm is in. It. And sixty bucks a year. Yeah. And, how do they like? How is it so cheap? Well, I'll tell you. Well, they, they've got. I think. Um, over half a million subscribers already. They're growing like wildfire. You said That's a million by the end 30, of the year. So, so thirty million a year plus is what they're doing. I don't know how many writers they have, but one good thing about what's happened there is all these. Think about all these journalists that were really good writers, and they were probably starving because they couldn't make any money writing for Yahoo Sports yeah. or their local paper that was going under. And this comes along, and they've hired dozens of really good writers from uh, around the country if not the continent and uh it's awesome for them when, did, sure. when did they start like when did the athletics start i want to see like two years ago, years ago three years ago yeah. it's there new 50 cities yeah like, that's fast man i mean you know you would love the the eagles training camp breakdown of like who's doing what i mean it's 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 light years better than anything you're going to read anywhere else in my opinion huge supporter i'll check it out commercial for the athletic (laughs) we're not being sponsored (laughs) okay so the top five for today is the five best days to day drink not necessarily being a day of the week although i mean i could be convinced if you want to make that one of your top five who wants to go first you want me to go first yeah go ahead so i did your first full day of vacation. That's good. Your That's first good full day of vacation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Um, NFL season home opener. So whatever team. That's a really good one. I just felt like Super Bowl Sunday, it's cold. You don't get to take advantage of being outside. And for me, day drinking is best done outside. Yeah. So the first... Like like the heat the, the Eagles, Eagles home, home opener, opener. Mm-hmm. that's a good one. Um, any day baseball game because I don't know why else you'd 
watch baseball or spectate or go to a game. <laughs> Anything during the day if you're watching baseball. St. Patty's Day, obviously. I knew that very... was <laughs> I knew that was coming. Very Irish and at Dean's, like you start drinking very early. Um and then the last one's stupid. It's we're on the shore. It's this tradition that we had at WAC. Shout out Washington College. Um, it's the annual, like the biggest lacrosse rivalry of the year. And it's just awesome. It wasn't like, what about May Day? Wasn't there like a May Day? Yeah. Everybody got naked yeah. all day long? No, you didn't get naked all day long. You got naked at, to run around the flagpole. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys drink before that or? A hundred thousand percent, yes. Okay, who's next? I'll go. Uh, mine aren't great. I mean, the, the, and in no particular order. You get, I mean, 4th of July has got to be on there just because, you know, that's what you do. Um, My beef, sorry, yeah, with 4th of ahead. July is that, like, it falls on a Tuesday sometimes. I guess St. Patty's Day does, too. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> I don't usually imbibe on 4th of July until, like, the evening. Really? Well, what, Does the fireworks are the Define day. Like, because I'm going to say. Sun's out. Because another Guns one. Out. Yeah, so another one I'm going to have is, is the Derby. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go off till 6.30. But, yeah, you know, you're pre-gaming the Derby. Yeah. So that works. Okay. Um, Thanksgiving Day is another one. That's just because of what I do. I, yeah. I get up early. I play hockey. And we start then. And we keep going. And it's just, you know. When does the first beer get cracked? What time? Usually it's like seven. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe. That's like morning. <laughs> Are you functional at like Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, yeah. Because usually I get I can throw an hour nap in the middle right. there. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um <laughs> The um, oh, the other one is Father's Day because usually it coincides with the Masters, and okay. so and it's a Sunday. It's usually a nice day. Whatever you're doing, there's there's that. That's a good one. Uh, Father's Day for me, the last four years, not to hijack your thing, I'm inside an auditorium for my daughter's dance recital. <laughs> they have it every nice. Father's Day. That's rude. It's bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a good excuse to date start me. drinking. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll just say one other one that came to mind. It's not like probably number five is um, is New Year's Day. Got the Winter Classic. Oh, going. that's a good one. That's a really good um, one. Yeah. Everybody's around usually. There's some gathering somewhere. Mummers, so, if you're in the yeah, city. If you're into that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, New Year's Day is a good one. Uh, no, yeah, no particular order. Um, opening day for the Phils. That's like kind of a tradition that we go to that. Um, as I've gotten older, we've fallen out of it because there's just so many freaking people. Um, any golf tournament, like where you're, where you're at when you're at the tournament and you're yeah. walking around. Yeah, in the that's a good one. Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Preakness. <laughs> oh, man. it a little bit, aren't you? I've actually never been to it, but I heard it's like a huge party. Yeah. And it's probably an awesome time to day drink. Uh, Memorial Day and my birthday. Those are, those are my top five. It's all about nice. me. <laughs> yeah. Well, your birthday can also be St. Patty's Day some years. It's oh, wait, is St. Patty's Day the impossible. 17th of every yeah. year? It's yeah. the 17th yeah. of every year. And coincidentally, my birthday is the 15th of every year. <laughs> is that so all that it's works? impossible. That's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. Um, the articles we discussed on today's pod will be linked in the episode description on either Spotify or iTunes. Make sure you follow our Twitter at UntuckedPod for updates on new episodes. See you guys next time.